welcome, 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 welcome. So special episode. Um, we have Mr. Mr. Muhammad Kalon here with us. Um, African legend, Sierra Leone legend, um, also Inter Milan legend. It's been a long time coming. We're trying to set this up. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us, uh, Mr. Kalon. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have me. Okay. Uh, we have Itata too, our African uh, correspondent, or expert on all everything African soccer, joining us also. Uh, so before we go, I guess I'll ask you this. Let me just let's just dive in straight away. The first, you know, thing that people want to know is who was your inspiration to become a footballer? Yeah, uh, as you all know, I mean, I was born in Sierra Leone, a small country in West Africa, and uh, I mean, I grew up in Freetown with my in a humble family, and my dad was a policeman, my mom was a businesswoman, and uh, we are, I have like six siblings, and uh, two of them I mean, were my great inspirations. My dad was playing soccer as well, before my two elder brothers started playing. So I grew up watching them on the streets, because North Africa is street soccer, yeah. right in front of my house. I mean, they used to play I mean, a challenge game. They bet on a little money, like maybe less than maybe 10 cents or 20 cents. That's how they <laughs> bet on to play. But they play with their life and got everything. So I see them playing. I mean, after the game, they will have blood everywhere, wounds everywhere, like real game. So that's how I grew up, seeing them challenging themselves, competing with themselves. So that's how I fall into for the sport. And I started playing as well with my, I mean, uh, my colleagues, my my age group, age mate, we start playing on the other side of the street gradually until we grow up and get stronger. Then we start joining my elder brothers to play. So my inspiration actually came from my brothers and my my father. Because my dad is a football fanatic. I mean, he's passed away, but he still continues to rest in peace. But he was, I think, is the is the biggest fan of football I've ever seen in my life. If his team, he was supporting Mighty Blackpool, one of the biggest teams in Sierra Leone. So we have Mighty Blackpool and Easter Lions. So okay. when I came in with my FC Cologne, he wanted to kill me. Yeah, he would fight me every day. He would fight me every day. If we play against his team, whenever we win against his team, it's a nightmare for me. He would kill me. So when I was playing, like I grew up in, in Sierra Leone, okay. in Freetown. I started playing on my school team, the primary school, then I graduated to the secondary school. When I was in Form 2 or Form 3, I started playing for my Division 1 club because that's the only school team that I have in Division 1 club. So when I was playing for Edwards, then his club, my elder brothers were playing for Blackpool and Lions. And he support Mighty Blackpool. Every time Mighty Blackpool loses, we don't eat in the house for two days. We don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's how I grew up from a fan football fanatic family. Okay, okay. That's, that's a good one. Uh, Itata, you want to ask, I guess, the next question? Well, yeah. I would just say it's a pleasure to meet you uh, Mr. Carlon. I mean, it's not physical. Some people have been fortunate. Have you met Carlon? No, I say, well, with time. So this is the third, um, officially, this is the third African legend I've met. Okay. The first one was the late Stephen Keshi. The second one, my good friend, Sheon Kuti, Falakuti's son. The third one is Mohamed Carlon. So three is a lucky number, I'll take it. <laughs> um, and if you, if you look at African football, um, Abedi Pele, Samuel Eto Fields, um, I would say maybe Benny McCarthy, Nigeria's Kano. These are people who 
were known worldwide. I'll add Lamte there too, that were known worldwide as teenagers. How, because I know, I think it, there's some crazy thing. I think Mr. Carlon played, actually probably represented Sierra Leone at the age of 15. At 15, I was rocking, running around with no shirt on. So, <laughs> so how were you able to handle fame at such a young age, busting into the scene, shaking Africa? You know, how were you able to handle fame at that young age, very young age? I think for me, it's a blessing from God. I have to say thanks to the Almighty God for giving me that blessing, that opportunity, because it's, it was... It's, it's almost impossible. So everything yeah. works for me in a mysterious, like in a magical way. I always mm -hmm. say it's magic. Even all my old football career started, I mean, just from fortunes, from luck, from, I mean, whatever you may say. Um, so from in Sierra Leone, from school, from my school team, I was playing for the school team. I was the captain of my school team. So the Division One team, they practice on the same field where my school team practiced. So after practice, I would go home, change, then return back to the field to watch my elder brothers practice. And um, because my football icons in Sierra Leone back then, the Ajina Mari, the Junior Tumbo, Aminu Karim, these are great players from that club. So I used to grow up admiring them. They were my mentors. So one day, I uh, was on a Thursday. So it was raining a little bit raining. No, in Africa, when it rains, most of the players don't turn up for practice. The senior guys don't turn up for practice. So then I was around, and uh, the coach saw me sitting down in the pavilion. Then he asked, hey, can you come and join me? Because they have like 16 or 17 players. So I have to jump in with my school pants and play. <laughs> yeah, so I played like for, for an hour. Then uh, after the coach called me and said, oh, you can come to practice again tomorrow. Come to practice ready. So next day, I was ready. Like from school, I get home. I was shaking. I was shaking. I, I, I can't wait for the time to be to get home to practice. So I went to the field and I started practice. Practice for like... 15, 20 minutes, and the coach called me and said, okay, we have a friend in the game tomorrow on Saturday against the biggest team in Sierra Leone, Eastern Lions. So would you like to play with us? I said, yes, it's a pleasure. I would like to play, obviously. So I went home. I didn't sleep that night to wake up in the morning to play my first game for Edwards. Luckily, luckily, fortunately, I went into that game, and in 15 minutes, I scored the first goal on free kick. So I took the first free kick and scored a goal, and we won like 2-0. So after then, that's how I... I didn't go back to my school team anymore. I started playing for the Division One team. And after the year, the season, I was the top goal scorer in the league. Yes, yeah, so I was the top goal scorer in the league and best player wow. in the league. The following at season, what, I became the captain age? of the team. So at that's how age? I went to, that's how I started to play in Sierra Leone. And then the same thing happened. So after one year, in 1994, I had the opportunity to go to Lebanon. So going to Lebanon, so one of my teammates is Lebanese, Ali Koluze, is playing for my team, my school team, the Edwards. St. Edward's um, Secondary School. So it's Ole Lodian's football club. So he was playing for the team as well. He was our defender, but he's a Lebanese guy. So after the season, I did very, very well. So every year after the season in June, the summer, they would go to Lebanon on holidays. Mm -hmm. So he called me and said, okay, I want to invite you to come to Lebanon. So I just went go for holidays. Then we'll figure out free clubs that we can train on the beach and see. That's how we went to Lebanon. So we got to Lebanon, I was playing on the beach. And one of the first division teams saw me and they invited me to go practice the next day. I went there and that was it. I get signed and I played with them. So like I was too small. So uh, the coach was hesitating to even use me. So I was training like two, three weeks. I was training, I was fit and fine, but I was always on the bench. First game I was on the bench, the second game, I think the third game, they were losing 1-0. And 15 minutes to the end of the game and they brought me in. 
That was there. That was it. I came in the first ball I touched, I scored. I scored the first one and I scored the winning goal. That's it. All the fans jump on me. So I start playing. And I end up the season winning the highest goal scorer and the best player in Lebanon that season. Yeah, so that's how it all started. And then from there, um, I was invited to play for the U17 national team in Sierra Leone. Okay. That's how I say my whole football career was a magic. <laughs> it was, it was a, <laughs> it's just like a movie. So I went down to play with um, the under 17 national team. But when I got to Freetown, I got to Freetown late on Wednesday. But the team already left for Ghana because we were playing against Ghana under 17. The Linlam team then, Linlam team yeah, back yeah. then. So I was going to play against Ghana. So I got to Freetown on Wednesday night. So the team already left already in the morning to, to Accra. And you know, back then, you have to wait for two weeks to get flights to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it was during the war, those times, the 96, so it was difficult to have flight to go. So if you yeah. missed one flight, that's it. So I was in town, and the senior team was playing against Gambia on Saturday. So my elder brothers, my two elder brothers were part of the senior team. And my okay. icons were in that team. They are Gina, Gino, mm. Tumuto, Stau, all these big names. Yeah. That I used to, I mean, I used to admire so much. They were part of that team. So on Thursday, I wake up on Thursday in the morning, and they came to me. Oh, uh, you can't go to Ghana anymore. So, but you can join me. You can join us to practice. <laughs> so that's how I joined the senior national team. Went on Thursday, got to practice in the afternoon. Uh, did my first session with them. The whole supporters, like we used to have like ten thousand supporters. The whole fans were sharing my name, shouting my name after the first session. The next day was Friday. We went for the preparation for the game and all. Fortunately for me, I was in the first team. The first 11 to play the next day. I didn't sleep that night again. <laughs> I start thinking I'm going to play in front of my family, in front of my fans, my friends. Oh, it, was a, it was a nightmare for me. I didn't sleep that night. Prepare myself very well. And I played the first game against Gambia. It was a, I did very, very well. It was a very good performance. See, that, since that day, I mean, <laughs> I've been playing for the national team. I started playing for the national team. I didn't come out anymore. Then after two years, I, become, I became the captain of the team for 15 years. Okay, okay. Uh, before we go, let me, let's me let take questions. Uh, somebody <laughs> says, comments, as Oga comments says, this first African legend yeah, I've met. Yeah. Big up, big up, Mohamed. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Uh, other person said, this is great. Thanks for coming on Legend. Yep, I think a lot of people are you know, excited that you are here. Let's switch lanes a little bit now, and let's go to your time at uh, at Inter Milan, right? Okay. So I guess. Okay. Okay. So, who... so my time at Inter Milan. So before you go, let's. The question is: Who is the most difficult defender you face in your in your career? And why? Okay, I'm not hearing you guys. Oh, can you hear us now? I lost you guys. Oh, we can we can hear you. I can hear. Oh, why? We can hear you. We can, we can hear, hear you. you. <clears throat> More? Can you hear me now? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can. I can't hear you. Oh wow. Mm. Okay, let you know what. I'll let's can you go out? I'll go out, go back out and go back in, and come back in. Yeah, no sound, no sound. I'll take you out oh. and you, you can go back in. Come. While it fixes sound, let's uh 
Yeah, no sound from you guys. Uh, we can hear you. Yeah, 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 while he tries to come back in, we'll wait for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible thing, you know. I don't know if people know this. I think Mohamed Kalon probably represented Sierra Leone at the age of 15, 16, or something, something crazy like that. Yep. That's you true. Know? So it's incredible because even Abedi won the Cup of Nations at 18. You know, Makati was shaking Africa at 18. You know, Lamte was doing it at a similar age, but I think he is. Can you hear us now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get you. Oh, okay. Perfect, 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 perfect. Now you're back. Uh, I was saying, so what is your, um, who is the most difficult defender you have faced in your career? Oh. <laughs> I know that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a tough. That's I a mean, tough he, one. he played in Italy, so exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a tough one because you know I played in Italy for ten years, so <laughs> correct. And uh, playing against those defenders, and you know, playing in the nineties, I think that was the the Italian league was the strongest league in the world by far back correct. then. Yeah, correct. Yes, from nineteen ninety, I mean, two thousand and two, two thousand and three. I think Italian league was the strongest. So they have all the international players from everywhere, right. everywhere. Everybody was in there. Uh, but playing against Fernando Cotto, the Portuguese Portuguese guy who was playing for Lazio, he was a rock. But Maldini, Costa Cuta, Nesta. I think Nesta was the most complete one. Okay, it was impossible to beat because he was big. Technical, physical, aggressive. He can anticipate you from everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Alessandro Nesta. Ooh. Yeah, Alessandro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we've lost. Oh, we've lost him now. Practice was we we fight all day, all day, every day. Me and Martin, we fight them every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's 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 a good one for sure. Uh. Itata, I'll let you take the next uh, question. Um, well, uh, first of all, Alessandro Nesta is my second favorite footballer of all time. So when you mention Nesta, I think I'm vindicated now. So yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. Um, so the, the World Cup is in Qatar later in the year. I just want to get your opinion, you know, because this is very close to my heart too. I know your delay is like that. Why can't African teams get over the hump when it comes to the World Cup? Um, the World Cup, I mean, it's a different stage. You know, it's a tournament. The World Cup is a tournament. Playing tournament and playing week in, week out football is different. So most of our, our players um, representing our continent are most, mostly playing in Europe. Mm -hmm. So, and the atmosphere in those competitions is quite different. So if you go back to the history of the World Cup, most of the time, 
the teams that made it to the World Cup or even win the World Cup are teams that have most of their players that didn't play regularly in Europe. That's true. Yes. That's true. So if you look at the African teams, right? So mostly we have like eight or nine starters playing in Europe week in, week out every day. So at the end of the day, sometimes they play 45 to 50, 60 games. So coming back to play the World Cup, you're exhausted already. So that's why you see some of these teams like the Brazil, the Argentina, that have a lot of good players. Maybe they have like 20, 25 good players. So And then they can switch that team around. So I think that's why they've been, they've, been, they've been getting the advantage over Africa. But for now, I think things are changing around. We have the Senegal coming in, the Ivory Coast, the Ghana. Nigeria has always been my favorite team. Even this year, them missing out the World Cup, I was so disappointed because I watched their team in the Nations Cup. Putting the roster together, they have the most complete team in Africa. They have the most technical players, the most, I mean, like if you think about Victor Osime, in the next two years, he's going to be the best player in the world, for sure. So you talk about Chukwesi and all these other players. I think, I mean, but um witnessing the, the nation's cup in cameroon and what i saw the professionalism the standard they set in cameroon the nation's cup i think the awareness is there from africa that we can make it we can do it we can do it if europeans can do it we can do it too so that's how it's going to start the next step is us challenging uh the teams in the world cup to take us to the semi-finals into the finals as well okay okay i agree uh we have a question from the viewer, some of the viewers. Someone says, what, what was it like playing the same training ground with Ronaldo, Vieri, Ricoba, Ventola, and Obafemi Martins? Adriano, Adriano too. <laughs> Adriano. <laughs> As I said before, I mean, it was a blessing. I mean, it's a dream come true. Um, I was in Lebanon watching the World Cup, seeing all these great players, Ronaldo, a small boy, making his debut for Brazil. I watched Roberto Baggio and all these great players. So when I had that opportunity to go to Italy, even going to Italy was an, was an accident as well. It was, a, was, was a magic as well. <laughs> because, yes, I told you that my, my whole journey was, was like, like a movie. So I, play, I went to, to Sweden immediately after my first game, my debut with the national team. A scout was in Sierra Leone from Sweden. So after four days, they took me to Sweden. I was in Sweden for four months. So I was playing for um, Sponga, Sponga Division Two team. So I was playing with the reserve team. So the reserve team have a competition, like the international competition, they call it the Gotia Cup. Like teams all over the world oh, yeah, Gotia Cup in Sweden, that tournament. Yeah. Inter was there, Juventus was there. A lot of international teams were there. So I was invited by Cassis Leiton in Germany. I was on my way to Cassis Leiton to Germany then I, I tried it in Milan, but I was supposed to pick up one of my agents that recommend me to the club in uh, Kaisers, the club in Germany, Germany. He was in Milan. So we had to be in Milan for two days and then travel to Kaiserslautern. <laughs> two days, then I said, okay, I, I can't be in Milan without doing nothing. I can't just stay in the hotel without practicing. I for somewhere to practice for me. Mm -hmm. The agent came mm -hmm. back and said, oh, okay, I'll take you somewhere for practice tomorrow. Where did it took me? To Inter Milan practice. <laughs> See, that was that, that was that was a complete miracle. So I got there, and I was supposed to practice with the U17 team because I was like I was 15, 16 years. I was almost 16 okay. then. So I got into practice. The first 20 minutes, 
I was like, I mean, the boys were not my match. So I was killing them. And 20 minutes after they asked me to come out, I said, why am I coming out? But you know, back then I don't understand Italian and they don't, yeah. they don't speak English mm -hmm. as well. So I have to come out and uh, the secretary came afterwards, um, after took him, taking my showers, he came and said, no, tomorrow they have to take you to the first team. I said, ah, the first team? Yes. So when I went back to the hotel, I started watching, because I've been watching Inter back mm. there. Police just came in, Ronaldo came in, you have uh, Begumi, uh, Paul, um, Nicola Betty, all these great, mm -hmm. Lepayuka, yeah. all these great yeah. names I've been seeing in the World Cup. They are <laughs> part of that team. I said, oh, I have to go practice with them tomorrow. So, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> oh, let's see, the same thing again. The whole night I didn't sleep. Thinking of what I'm going to do. Yes. So I get to the, I get to Inter practice. They took me there. I get there, get out of the, the, the car. The first player I see, Roberto Carlos. I just saw oh, Roberto Carlos a year ago in World Cup. Then I just saw him in front of me. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what I was shaking is that I was shaking. <laughs> yes. I got into the dressing room. I saw all the big names Ronaldo, Zanetti. Everybody was in there. So I went to a little corner to report my jazz and everything. I changed. <laughs> And I and I was so I was so quiet in my little corner thinking, oh my God, these guys have been seen from Africa. I'm I'm coming to play with them now. Yes. Okay. Then I went out for practice. Okay. After 20 minutes, I think that was my day. I think that was that was a special day from God. I think I scored three goals in that practice. I was killing everyone. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> I was not even playing by myself. True. Yes. I swear to God, that day I was not even playing by myself. I don't even know what I was doing. I, was, I did things that I've never done in my football career before. <laughs> it was a miracle. It was a miracle. Everything works for me. Two days after, they signed me for five years. I have five years contract two days after. So I didn't go back to Kaisers later. So that's how I get into Italy. <laughs> it's Italy. Wow, wow. So then, so, and then obviously I was young and then I have to go to, I have to go alone to several teams. I went to Lugano, went to Bologna, Genova, Cagliari, Vicenza. And then uh, after Regina, Regina was my my best season ever. So I scored 21 goals in that season. That's the season that I did. I, I, like, I you killed it. I like I destroyed the Italian league. Nobody, <laughs> I was unstoppable. I was unstoppable. That was in um, 99, 2000, 99, 2000. I I so in 2000, 2000, I came back uh, to Inter because every season after the season i'll return back to inter to do the pre-season so i'll do the pre-season with inter with Wanku, them Kano, and everyone and then go back on loan so then i went to vicenza after regina after having fantastic season then i went to, to vicenza i played for vicenza when i came back the following year to do pre-season and go back zanetti came to me the first day as soon as i get to this room you're not going nowhere this season you're going to stay with us because every year I play against Inter, I would score against them. Women are going to score against Inter. Yeah, back then, so then when true. I came back, yeah. they said, no, you're not going nowhere this season. So that's how I, st I stayed in Inter, and I played with them for four seasons. Obviously, as you mentioned, playing with Vieri, Ronaldo, I think it's a blessing. Moreover, Ronaldo is the best player I've ever seen in my life, even when he was 50%. He had two operations already. His right foot was like damaged, gone. His left foot was, I mean, he was using it only for, to, to, mean, to support him. <laughs> Oh, he was the greatest player I've ever, ever, ever seen. He's technical, he's physical, he's fast, he's aggressive. Everything they have, everything is complete. Yeah. I've never seen a player like him. Yes, we had good players like Vieri, like Seedorf, mm. MBA, the Dalmat. These are all good players. Obviously, Martin was there coming up. Martin was mm. younger. And yeah. then he came in and played with me as well. Okay, okay. Uh, let me take this, ask you. Um, okay, let me take this one, actually. 
what are the uh, issues with African coaches? Why, why are they not recognized globally, right? Because I think we have, of course, very good African coaches, like the man that just won Nations Cup, Sisi. <laughs> but globally, why, why do you think African coaches are not recognized globally today? The, the system, the system has been built for a very, very long time. So we have to get into the system because they say to change the system, you have to be part of the system. And we, yeah. the Africans, we are not part of the system. That's so true. obviously what we do, when we're playing in Europe, us coming from Africa, yeah. all our thinking, our focus is to go back home. Is to go back home and help to develop your game, help to develop football in Africa. So we didn't set up the foundation in Europe as an Africa as African players. So if you play enough in Europe and stay in Europe, educate yourself in Europe, get all your coaching badges, badges, all your administrative, do all your administrative courses and whatever. Because we footballers, we don't have to limit ourselves only to coaching. We can go into administrations as well. Yeah. That's true. I mean, we can yes. do football in science, we can do, you can go into finance, you can go into banking, you can go a lot of stuff that you can still come back and involve in the football. So now it's not like the Europeans are marginalizing us, it's us not making the right effort to get in there. Because I remember two years ago, I just finished with my um, UEFA Pro license. So I did my B license in Italy, my A license in Italy with Pilo Dem, with. Um, um, I mean, all the big guys, all the big names, <laughs> all the big names were, here, were there in that course. So we finished the course a year ago. Look at Tony, them was there. I mean, Cassano, I mean, Cristiano Zanetti, everybody, everybody's there. But so what, what, what I, I figured out is like, we, the African players that made it big, like the, the Samaritos, the <coughs> they, they're in a different part already. Yeah. So, like for example, so Eto is the president of um, the Cameroon Football Association. Drogba yeah. is wanting to achieve that as well, and I know he's going to achieve it. And we have Shamani Nonda in uh, in Congo is the FA president as yeah. well. So us have to plant ourselves in a situation where we'll be recognized. So yes, African players, we've done a lot in Europe. If European football is valued today, people are recognizing European football is more because of African players. What we've done there. So we have to come back and reorganize ourselves and see what we can offer in terms of coaching. Okay, okay, that's a good one. I think this is a good segue. Itata, yeah. one of the question about let you yeah. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to merge it because okay. I looked at it. I'm going to merge it. So uh, it's going to be two in one. The the first one is is a good segue, like you say. The first one is, do you think ex-successful food African players like yourselves, the Kanu, uh, Mboma, uh, Jafet Ndoram, you know, all of these great African legends. Do you think you've done enough? You know, having goals, you've seen everything in Europe, you've had successful careers. Have you done enough to come back and help people behind you? That's the first question. The second question is, do you have an association of all of these legends, like we have the Organization of African Unity for, for Politics. Do you have something similar for ex-African footballers? You know, if you don't, don't you think it's a good idea to have it? That way we have like an African body. It could be, you know, an association of ex-African players where you have all of you, Rigobert Song, Anthony Bafo, all of these great guys. To form a body, it doesn't even have to be, have a seat in Africa. 
have meetings maybe two times in a year? Do you have something like that? And if no, can you start up to pilot something like that to help African football? Okay, so um, African ex-players bringing values back to their country. Um, so I will not mention the, the great Nigeria, the Ghanas. I mean, they have like numerous ex-players that obviously Nigeria have all the, all the resources. So I don't think they need, you know, from ex-players. But smaller countries like, I mean, Sierra Leone, Ghana, um, Liberia, Gambia, Guinea, obviously, I mean, we are, it's like we're obligated. Like for me, it's like mm -hmm. I'm obligated. I have yeah. to go back. I have to give back to my society, to my country. Mm -hmm. I'm obliged to because of the, I mean, I have the opportunity from Sierra Leone. People push me in Sierra Leone. People help me in Sierra Leone. So even if I'm not going to help those people directly, but I'll do it indirectly, probably their, grands, mm -hmm. their grandchildren, their mm -hmm. nieces, their nephews, they will pass through my club. My club has been in existence for 20 years, and we've brought back maybe four or 500 players passed through my club already. We have over 60, 70 players in overseas right now. Some are not even playing in the retired, but they're still in Europe, living a decent right. life with their family. These are all part of our, our mission in, uh, uh, of getting FC Cologne. Sierra Leone is a little bit like, it's smaller, less opportunity, lots of underprivileged kids, I mean, slum kids. So it's hard for us not to go back and give back to our country. So, um, and I know a lot of players in other countries are doing it as well. The George Ware, the great George Ware was my mentor. Mm -hmm. He's the president of Liberia right now. He's mm -hmm. doing great as well. And I know Kanu Wanko with the Art Foundation and a lot of other players have done I mean, like similar things. But I know it's not going to be easy because, I mean, um, the pocket, the pause for African players in Europe is too small now. It's too small. Like, for example, in Italy, every club have to have only three international uh, intercontinental players. So that means if you're coming from Brazil, Argentina, or Africa, only three supposed to play. So you see, so and the Europeans obviously they want to get players from Brazil and Argentina before any part of Africa. <laughs> you see, mm -hmm. so that's why it's so difficult for African players to have that post to play for big clubs. That's why you see most of our big names players in Africa from Africa. You can think of the big, big names like the Kalusha Bualas and all. They didn't mm -hmm. have the opportunity to play for big club, bigger clubs. That's they didn't true. have that opportunity, that chance, because the, the possibility is slim. That's they true. might play, they played for like I mean, smaller clubs, but to play for the big clubs, they have to go for Brazilians or Argentina or even Europeans. Mm -hmm. go, for, go to England and get I mean, French players and all. So the opportunity was I mean, very, very slim for us. But I think we have to come together. Um, Africa is one. I mean, yeah. that's our continent. Yeah. There are a lot of kids in there that need football education. They need everything. So we need to create that platform at least to let them exercise media rights of being a, a kid and then give them the opportunity to play football. I um, mean, the second question, I mean, if us associating, I mean, get the, build an association to govern, I mean, African players or to mentor African players. I've been doing shots for over a year now on Facebook. I have my mentor page where, I mean, I always try to speak indirectly, I mean, to some of the few African countries that can understand me. Because I had a cry from Liberia and uh, Gambia that I have to start speaking in English so everybody can understand. <laughs> <laughs> the first part of my mission is to speak directly to the, the, the slum kids, the underprivileged kids from Sierra Leone, to get it from me, that if Mohamed Kalon can do it, they can do it as well. Yes. To I give see. them that hope. 
that drive, yeah, yeah? that's how uh, for them to persevere, okay, and know that if you whatever you want in life, you, you get it. Nobody can stop you from getting what you want to get in life. So that's why I start with that. So now uh, we have like two WhatsApp group with African legends. Everybody's there. The one who is there, mm -hmm. Bell, um, Eto, Juve, Kanu, Okocha, everybody's in there. But okay, we only meet maybe once or twice, maybe three times a year to play all these African games. We play all these, um, I mean, fun games around mm -hmm. and all. But now we have um, Atone Bafo, he's doing a great job. We have Patrick Oboma, he's the Deputy Secretary General of CAF now. I know a few, I think. I think it was last year, Kalusha brought up something like that. So we were trying to bring all the African players at least to have one or two representatives from all African countries really? to get together and see how we can how we can build our own association of really? us motivating I mean the 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 younger kids, I mean the, the youth in the streets. So because we have a voice, we have a right. strong voice that we can use to impact, to inspire. A lot of kids around Africa. So I think, I mean, that 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 will, will work because the canoes, I mean, the the buffers, the etos, they have strong voice in that group. So we just have to come together and build a proper association there where we can start moving things forward. Right. Okay. That's a good point. So before we go to the next one, let me do a quick admin. Uh, if you're watching this, YouTube on YouTube is Footy Fantasy. Like, share, subscribe. Um, after like an hour to download to YouTube, I'll put the description for Mohamed Kalon's page. He has a page uh, there, like you said, where he mentors young African kids, you know, Syrian kids in the slum. Just give them hope that if he can do it, they can do it. You know, I watch some of it. Like you said, I like when you use your... It sounds like Syrian slash Liberian Pigeon. I enjoy it when I watch it. I really do. Yeah. When you use it, I do. I watch it too. So I'll plug it. The description will be, it'll be in the description on YouTube. You know the page please go follow like he has lives that does when is your next life moment is it is it tomorrow uh, I tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, i didn't want tomorrow okay yeah i want to come in tomorrow tomorrow okay so i'll plug i'll plug it in the description so you can go to his page on facebook it goes live uh for and just talks to people uh we have question there's a funny question <laughs> this guy oga comments united fan he says <laughs> will you consider coming out of retirement to play right wing for manchester united <laughs> I'm sure we can get <laughs> at least 15 assists from you per season. You say, I beg, thank you. <laughs> That's like a joke, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. He can That's still play a natural footballer is a natural footballer any day. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm but telling so you. I'm, I'm just I'm just from the field. So I went you to see? play with my Nigerian friends. You see? I mean, uh, at the park there. So every time I play, they ask me, "Why did you retire?" I say, "Because I'm old." No, you don't look old. I say, "Yes, I'm old." <laughs> so you don't look old. I said, "Mentally, mentally, I'm old. Physically, I can I look good. <laughs> mentally, I'm off. <laughs> I can't do it anymore." Uh, that's a good segue to your question. This question: mm -hmm. What is the most memorable goal you have scored for club and for country? Oh, okay. Uh, I go first with my national team. Yeah. The national, my national team is everything. Putting on the green, white, and blue is a blessing. It's the hope, I mean, for every kid in Sierra Leone. All the players that are playing for Sierra Leone love Sierra Leone to death. So I've seen all the players, I mean, giving their 110% just to see that we bring Sierra Leone to certain heights where everybody can be satisfied. So playing for Sierra Leone was my, 
So even though probably like doing my my airs the national team was was the struggle time with the war, I mean and all the I mean the stuff, the, the wrong stuff going through Sierra Leone, but we still managed to compete at the highest level. I mean to defend our green, white, and blue. And I think I scored some few good goals. Uh I can remember the one in Komasi against Ghana, a free kick very close to the to the, the corner flag pole. And I actually faked the goalkeeper that I want to cross it to one of our defenders. So I was shouting, hey, 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 come in, come in. So, I mean, I just coughed it to the first, for the front post, and that was a very good goal. And um, uh, so, you know, in Africa, right? So when you go back to archive, so we have a lot of things to work on. So that's why I told um, Mboma the other day, there are a lot of things that, okay, it's better now because most of the games, the African qualifiers and all is recorded now. You can find mm -hmm. it on YouTube and all. But back then, we didn't have yeah. I mean, those games on tape and all that you can go mm -hmm. back and see. Because I remember the goal I scored where, I mean, I got the name from the Wonder Boy. The goal I scored against uh, Democratic Republic of Congo in Brazzaville. The goal that qualified us to the Nations Cup in 1996. So I scored that goal from a 35 years shot, just close to the center. Yeah, so I just smash it for 35 years straight to the top corner, top 90. So, <laughs> yeah, so that, I think that was, I mean, that was, I mean, one of, I mean, the greatest goals I've scored for Sierra Leone. But the goal I will adore and admire and live with my whole life is the goal, the only goal that, I mean, Sierra Leone have scored in the Nations Cup against Burkina Faso. We South Africa 96. Yeah, I came in and scored the winner. I think that's, that's the most important goal for Sierra Leone. Wow. In the history of Sierra Leone, that's the most important goal. Okay, okay. Do you have anyone you remember for club? Any of your clubs you played? Oh, Any? for club. Oof. Yeah, for club I scored. I scored like nice goals. Um, and the one against Atlanta, I came in, I mean, from injury. So I was out for like four months because I have a, a knock against Barcelona from Puyol and I, I damaged my tendon. And I came back after four months. The first ball I touched. I put it top corner, top 90. So that's that was one of my greatest goals. And then in the Champions League, I scored a bicycle kick in the Champions League. And I scored against Paris Saint-Germain in France for Monaco. That was a fantastic goal. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I guess we we'll go to the next question. Itata, you want to take the... I said just go to like the last question. You can go there. Okay. Um, the FC Cologne. Yeah. So can you can you tell us a little bit? I just got to find out that you have F FC Cologne. Apologies, you know we can only follow as much in African football. So can you tell us a little bit about FC Cologne? Maybe a little bit of summary about the history, uh, what it stands for, where where it is now. If it is playing in the Syria Leonan League, does it? Do you play in the CAF Champions League or other CAF Confederations Cup? You know, what is the state of the club? So that, you know, just to bring awareness, now that I know, I'll probably go online and check more about FC Cologne. Yeah. Um, FC Cologne is a, is a small club in uh, Sierra Leone. It's my baby. Um, it's, it's just a way to pay back, to give back okay. to my country. So look at, I mean, all avenues and see... I mean, how I can pay back to Sierra Leone? What can I give back to Sierra Leone? And I think the only way I can give back is through football. Because football is all I have for now. And uh, so that's why 
I went through all possible means to see that I, I recruit myself very well, go through, get all my badges. I mean, went back uh, I mean, to school for two years um, with my um, sports administration diploma. I mean, just to go back and see that we administrate the game very, very well. And um, in terms of I mean, coaching, um, playing football <laughs> is different from coaching. So you still have to go to school to learn how to coach. So I mm. went through that for like seven years. I did the A, B and uh, Paul license in Italy. And I did the B and A license here in America as well. Because you can't coach in America with UEFA license. So you have to go to school all over again. So I've learned how to organize the game, how to create performance environment, how to administer my staffs okay. and players and everything. So going back to FC Calon, I think we have been very, very successful in the years. Um, this year mark our 20 years and we're going to do our 20 years anniversary and um it's going to be big it's going to be really, really big so fc Calon, our aims and objective or our mission and vision is to develop a lot of young players and give them the opportunity to play overseas and then come back and play for the national team playing for the national team is always going to be the end product because mm -hmm. i love my national team so much and um um, in the past 20 years, if you look in the national team in between the 20 years, I think 80% of the players that are represented Sierra Leone are from FC Cologne. So that's one of the success stories wow. from FC Cologne. And uh, we've got 30 or 35 players in, uh, in Europe. We've got players that played for AC Milan, Rodney Strassen. Mm. He played for AC Milan like for four or five years. And then we have Mohamed Pumuski Bangua. He played for Celtic. He was in uh, Ico. Um, in um, Sweden, he was the top mm -hmm. goal scorer. Mohamed Bangua, Ibrahim Bangua, Tete, he played for Aika as well, and then went to Boza Sport. So we have we have Medo Partizan, he was playing for Bolton in England, he went to Partizan as well. So uh, we have, I mean, a lot, lot, lot of players been coming out from from FC Cologne. So, and then we've played two or three outings in uh, the African Champions League. We've played against Wawi Wolf. Mm -hmm. And uh, we won against um, Ocean Boys in the, in the first and uh, the first elimination series, and then went and played against um, Union de Douala. We won against Union de Douala. I mean, to face Wawi Wolf, we lost to Wawi Wolf. We tied zero zero in Sierra Leone and lost by two goals to one in uh, Nigeria. Okay. That's just okay. the short background of FC okay. So okay. now we we we've worked through our work our youth system because we're more focused on young players yeah so we our motto i mean obviously speak for itself the young shall grow so we always mm, focus okay. on young players so we have our u8 um u10 u12 u14 u16 and then we have the division one team as well then plus the senior team and the mm. senior team is i think we are third or fourth in the league presently but we've been doing well for the past 20 years we've been top five for the past 20 years we won the league like twice and we've won the three mm. ball ones and uh, I mean, we've been doing good so far in the Sierra Leone Premier League. And uh, most of the time, yeah. if you look at all the national team, all ages, all age groups, we dominate players in the national team. That's our goal. That's, but I mean, like, for me in Sierra Leone, I always say we don't have nothing to win in terms of money, prize, and all. For me, my focus is to develop more players, to give more opportunity to players, educate more players. This year, one of our players graduated from college, which 
is a success as well because we yes, let them come in as boys, yeah. but they have to go out as grown men and responsible men. So even if you don't play soccer, because there's life after football, we want to educate yeah. them so like they can fall back, they can have something to fall back to. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. That's 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 good. Um, I think we've come to the end. I mean, we we don't want to take too much of your time. I know I promised I was going to spend only one hour. So this is this has been great. You know, for everybody watching, like again, check out his Facebook Live tomorrow. I'll plug the link to the uh, in the description of the YouTube channel. Also, like, share, and subscribe to our channel. We're a growing channel. We're trying to target, you know, um, Africans all over the world, whether back in Africa or in diaspora, like it. So, like, share, subscribe to our channel, Mohammed. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you. We really do. And I'll, you know, thank try you to stay very touch. much. It's, oh, a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure having me. And I just want to pass on the information that FC Cameron is going to be 20 years. We're going to do our anniversary this year. We are doing a fundraising. We have our jerseys online on um, fccalonshop.com. You can go okay. there and help us, patronize with us, support us. Because okay. we're dealing with a lot of underprivileged and slum kids that we want to send to school. We have a sponsorship and scholarship going on for kids. So go out there and support FC Calon with whatever you have. So guys from Sierra Leone, you can support FC Calon. Notwithstanding, you're supporting your mighty Blackpool or Eastern Lions. Just support Sierra Leone. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. No problem. One final thing. That, that stuff I brought up, please go to the WhatsApp group. Tell all the African legends we need to take football away from politicians. Okay. They are destroying our football. If you guys take football back, it will be a big thing for Africa. Maybe you guys hold the chance of us winning the World Cup. Yes. Let's go back to the group and light fire for them. I, I agree with you, but it's just time. Yeah. I mean, it's a process. Winning, yeah. Even winning in the World Cup, winning the yeah. World Cup, I think it's a process. Yeah. yeah, we just have to do the right thing, organize ourselves. Africa, we just lack organization. Yeah. Even most times, yeah. I've seen most of these coaches coming into Africa. The only thing they do is organizing our team. That's it. Mm -hmm. But technically, tactically, they don't yeah. do it much. They're yeah. just organizing our team. We just need to fall back and organize ourselves and respect ourselves. And right. then we can have the best from ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've come to the end. Thank you for your time. Itata, the legend. Thanks Call again. on the legend. Thank you very much, guys. It's we a pleasure having you. And thank you for killing Nigeria in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.